You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, um, and back after a little time off, the bye week, um, just a long, long, uh, strenuous week, um, election coverage, no Browns. Um, then today you get the news of the passing of Alex Trebek, a absolute American icon. Um, lots to talk to here. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, football Sunday, no Browns game, but still it couldn't go by quietly. We'll get to all that here in a minute with Mr. Pete Smith. Today's episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, and you will get 20% off your next order. Um, you know, like I said in the open, the uh, passing, um, Alex Trebek, a uh, very sad moment. Um, you know, Jeopardy part of almost, you know, every American household. And for even a dunce like me, every now and then you maybe got a couple of questions right or ran a category or even got a final Jeopardy. Oh, made you feel just a tad bit better about yourself. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, like I said, Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith. Um, Pete, today couldn't go by quiet. Um, Baker Mayfield is uh, been placed on the COVID list, which means not necessarily that he has tested positive for the coronavirus. And if all things go well, you'll have him back Wednesday, which you would normally have everybody back on Wednesday if it was a game week, uh, you know, after rest and, you know, having Tuesday off and, you know, normally Monday work. Um, Wednesday, you would hit the practice fields again. All goes well. You get Baker back on Wednesday, Pete, but certainly not something anybody wanted to hear after, you know, maneuvering through the bye week. Uh at this point, he has not tested positive. A staffer has, uh, and that is the exposure for him. Uh, the problem um, I is wonder if it's Bronson. Kaylee Bronson. That's just the only thing because, I mean, when you say staffer, um, you didn't say coach, but, I mean, obviously they're not going to divulge this stuff, and I know Baker spends a lot of time with her. Um, but whoever it is, obviously, you know, fingers crossed and all the best. But the Browns are supposed to practice on Monday, so that sucks because, obviously, they'd like to have him out there for that. Uh, to take advantage of the bye week and to further sort of adjust their offense to life after Odell Beckham. This was sort of the best opportunity for them to really, you know, uh, specifically gear themselves to that. So that is unfortunate. Uh, but yes, if he's back Wednesday, it's not a, it's not a huge deal. Certainly um, it's not as if he has to miss a game or anything, uh, but it is sort of a reminder of, the fact that the Browns haven't had a COVID issue yet, uh, at least not in the regular season. Uh, you know, they're one of seven teams do that, but then both the Steelers and the Browns who haven't had one at this point, both had staffers test positive. Uh, no player yet has, but uh, that's, you know, you have to credit the success of those two teams in part because they haven't had any issues like this. Whereas uh, some of these other teams like the the Raiders, for example, uh, probably, well, I would say the Raiders definitely did, but we're definitely impacted by the, the uh, issues with COVID and, and, and everything that came with it. So, you know, that diligence and, and, and probably some luck, um, have contributed to why they those teams are in a position to to be as successful as they are. By the way, yeah. Alex Trebek is Canadian. He, he's still an American icon. Um, but um, 
Yes. Thanks for telling that one in. And I'm certainly at this point, Pete, I'm assuming Alex Trebek probably had American citizenship. But, you know, along with Alan Thick, some of the others that have come down from the north. Um, just valiant effort. Um, and um, to be doing, you know, up until the very end, just just crazy. Um, sad. But um, look, I mean, you know, we're back here to business. Um, Pete, um, you know, looking today, um, you know, Ravens, Steelers, obviously, you know, Browns fans have to have their eyes on these. Um, coincidentally enough, these were both national games for me today. Yeah. Choke me. Um, having to watch this. Um, but you know, the Colts, you know, the Colts losing isn't necessarily the best thing in the world uh, for the Browns as they are you know going to be competing um mostly for wild card. Um, the Raiders were able to squeak one out against the Chargers today. Um, but Pete, we got to see an old friend today. Um, you know, former AAF legend, former Cleveland Browns backup, um, Garrett Gilbert, uh, first NFL star today. And look, I mean, it wasn't pretty, but uh, I, I'd want to say that Garrett Gilbert gave the Dallas Cowboys all they could handle. Well, uh, it, it to me, I think it it's evidence that game experience is just incredibly valuable and the fact that he did play in the AAF for even as little as he did I think that has a benefit and uh you know you 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 look at him compared to like Danucci last week and I don't you know I don't know how somebody <laughs> didn't lose their job over that decision to play him but Garrett Gilbert was fine uh he you know he he I'll say this he doesn't freaking move at all in the pocket he just out muscles people he's very strong uh but he did well uh i think he was let down by his teammates if we're honest <laughs> the cowboys for all these all these weapons they, they they let down a lot of people uh garrett gilbert most notably uh but uh the steelers looked exhausted uh they've come off a two-game stretch that was really difficult they played the colts uh followed by the the ravens and they looked it they were on the road uh, and yet they seem to get home cooking from the officials, uh, which is frustrating. But like, uh, you know, they, they, they showed that if you can block them, their defense behind the, the defensive line is genuinely awful. They can't stop anything. They couldn't tackle. They couldn't cover. Um, it was just brutal. But the problem is that every other game this season, they've been virtually unblockable. So the the one time you're able to get away with Cam Irving and and Terrence Steele is your offensive tackles. Uh, you have to capitalize on the, the Cowboys settled for far too many field goals. And, uh, you know, they, they, they allowed the refs to sort of dictate the game uh, in the end, which is why they ultimately lost. Mike McCarthy's not a good head coach. So, you know, it, it I don't. It certainly didn't expose the Steelers. It's just this is what they do every year. They have a game or few where they just absolutely look awful against a terrible team, and this was at least one of their efforts this week. Meanwhile, the Ravens against the the uh, Colts. Lamar Jackson is bad. Like he is playing bad football, and it's not getting talked about enough. And I don't know. I understand he won the MVP last year, but it is getting just completely unnoticed. And untalked about how poor he's playing. And Philip Rivers is done. He needs to, they need to bury his ass because he is <laughs> what, $30 million? He can't play. Like they need to bench him. Uh, like they have 
offensive guys. They have a strong line. They were able to run the ball okay. He can't throw the ball 20 yards anymore. Like it, the one that time Hail he Mary before field, half where he just knew it was like, okay, I have to get off the field because I can't throw the ball this far. It was just like, and even like with anything, it's like, like remember when you were a kid and you would take like three or four steps to think maybe you could throw it further. That's almost how he's throwing every ball that goes beyond 10 to 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. Well, the one time he reared up and to like throw it, throw a deep ball, it looked like his arm was going to fall off the amount of wind up he had involved, but yeah, it's brutal. And the Colts couldn't do anything. So they had a great game plan coming out. They were able to move the ball. Well, they scored, you know, touchdown, get, got a 10 point uh, lead and the Ravens only scored because of uh, a fumble. I mean, they, they, they got a defensive touchdown because they, the second half, they took control uh, they did some things that were really effective, like rolling Lamar Jackson out and just dumping the ball off. But he's slightly less than 100% with his mobility, and he's awful. And their offense is awful. And some of those things aren't going to change. Ronnie Stanley's not coming back. And the next two guys are up. They, they moved Zeus over to left tackle. He's struggling. They've got uh, Fluker at right tackle, which he's not a tackle. Uh, so it's really bad. And the Colts were dominating up front at parts of that. I don't even think, uh, uh, Buckner was playing in this game. So there's some reason to worry. And, and they, you know, they got the win too. So you're going to sort of let it go. And I think it's going to go untalked about because they didn't play well against the, 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 uh, Steelers, at least Lamar Jackson didn't. And, you know, while while Baker Mayfield is getting criticized, I think rightly for some of the struggles he's had, Lamar Jackson is getting nothing, and he's playing worse. Um, you know, and they they can fix it to a point. Uh, you know, I, I think if he gets healthier, he's going to play play fine. I mean, but the the problem is that whole offense is built around him, and when it doesn't work, it's a huge issue. Defensively, they're fine, although. I have a feeling Clayus Campbell suffered the exact same injury as Wyatt Taylor, and he may be out for a little while, even though they're not calling it serious. We'll see about that. But, uh, yeah, the, the very, very troubling weekend for both those teams, even though they won. And, the, you know, it, it's – I would say it's it's sort of a mixed bag. You don't want the Ravens to win, but the Colts losing is not bad for you. I mean, they're a viable – you know, uh, they're, they're a viable contender for that – for that uh, wild card and and potentially still that FC South division. So, you know, it, it sucks that the Browns are, are in, you know, very established third place and uh, could, could are in good position to make the wild card, but uh, that really didn't change much. And yes, the Raiders, the Raiders won uh, clip. Who are they playing? They, uh, they had uh, chargers. the chargers, the chargers went in chargers fashion uh, to lose. And, you know, you're you're wondering if the Chargers are going to be really excited about their quarterback and somehow play their way into Panay Sewell from Oregon and get his left tackle over there because they don't have one. So yeah, interesting week uh, from that standpoint. And I got to say, um, look, uh, you know, football Sundays and not having the game to cover. Um, I actually caught an hour nap today. I I don't normally nap, but I guess just out of boredom of having watched the Ravens and the Steelers. Somehow that came to fruition. We're going to get to more here. Uh, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your Monday Locked on Browns. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment. 
of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all-new Stride Smart treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. The world, their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash C-O-D-E locked, L-O-C-K-E-D. That's locked at echelonfit.com slash NFL, E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com echelon. Pete, obviously with the Baker news, that throws a little chink in the armor as far as your plans for the Houston Texans on Sunday. Texans um, escaped today uh, with a win against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Jaguars played tough with another sixth-round uh, sixth rookie quarterback. Um, Duke Johnson uh, ended up getting the lion's share of the carry with David Johnson leaving the game with a concussion. Probably going to see a, a lot of old friend Duke Johnson next Sunday. Um, I guess starting on the defensive side of the ball here, Pete, I mean, offensively, we know we've got you know reinforcements essentially coming here. Um, Elijah Lee is now part of the linebacking unit. Uh, but this defense, look, and this is where it comes down to, um, this, it, it needs to be a stepped-up, more complete product. The tackling, um, they probably have to do a better job of establishing who they feel the best personnel are for this defense to play. Um, but this defense needs to come – you know, into this second half. And look, I mean, the bend but don't break mentality, that would be a better approach than, you know, hopefully our offense, you know, outscores yours. Yeah, so uh, they did sign Elijah Lee. We don't have a timeline on uh, Jacob Phillips, but he wasn't placed on IR. So it would at least seem like they're, preparing him for to be back pretty quickly. I think they'll still take a pr- relatively cautious path with him because they just want him to be healthy. But if you take Mac Wilson off the field, you're better. Um, so that's a positive <laughs> route to go. Uh, defensive line-wise, uh, you know, they've been playing hurt. Uh, Andrew Barry talked about it in his presser. Uh, I guess he, they, they're saying that Olivier Vernon is back, which certainly looks like, you know, that, that might be the case of the two sacks. Uh, and he said Adrian Claiborne, would be full go after the bye. I, I don't know if that meant for the Texans or or if that means they're soon after, but he's good. Like, you know, I, I think people forget quickly because he's been sort of battling this uh, hip strain for so long, but he was crushing the Bengals uh, before he, he went out with that thing. So I think yep. those are potential avenues to get better. Um, you know, I, I hope Larry Ogunjobi, is healthier because he may have had the best or the worst game of his career uh, before, before the, uh, the bye week Sheldon Richardson, you know, he's been dealing with a quad injury, you know, I, who knows, but if that gets healthier, certainly that's better uh, because the defensive line has to dictate. Obviously miles Garrett, you know, 
will be fine. Uh, he should be full go, which is obviously, you know, how, how the entire thing operates. So there's at least some reason to be sort of hopeful that that part of it gets better. One wonders if we're going to see some more uh, personnel changes, maybe in the back seven, that maybe we see more Sheldrick Redwine, assuming he feels like tackling somebody, or if Carl Joseph's going to play that slot, that rover position, because that seems like it would be a good fit for him. They haven't gone that route. So there, there's some things that maybe change for the better, but overall, uh, you know, there's only so much they can do. I think for the most part, it is what it is. Healthier would certainly be better, uh, especially with the defensive line that they can control a football game. I mean, you you look at this Colts front. I mean, I was watching that game and the whole time they're talking about dominant this offensive line was. Well, they weren't against the Browns. Uh, They, you know, for for all the criticisms you, you can have, the Browns handled that group really, really well. So healthier, maybe they're better. Uh, we'll see what that looks like, but there's only so much this defense can do. They need, as I've said before, I think about five to six players. Uh, no, they need serious help. Um, uh, and you, you certainly the linebacking unit, um, and you can't count on Malcolm Smith for a second season um, at his age. Um, Jacob Phillips, I, I think we like what we've seen so far, but by no means are you, you know, basically, you know, just establishing and throwing a green dot on his helmet and just saying this is the linebacker that's going to lead this group. For the years to come, uh, the secondary, just another week for Ronnie Harrison to grow more and more comfortable with the system, which it looks like we're seeing here over the last couple of weeks and his ability to um, and his ability to uh, have a nose around the ball um, and, you know, be you know somebody who can help create turnovers, which this defense desperately needs because, you know, the tackling issues, the linebacker issues uh, are causing, you know, opportunities for uh, opposing offenses to just gash this Browns defense. Greedy Williams, and this is the funniest thing, since he's been put on our IR, I mean, Pete, I don't even think I've heard his name. Um, it's like nobody even asks anymore. I guess, you know, Terrence Mitchell, Kevin Johnson, maybe uh, with their level of play is, you know, helping with that. But it just seems like, you know, I mean, I, it's the weirdest thing in the world where, you know, it was a, a shoulder pop on the first time they went live in, in summer. And God knows if we even see Greedy Williams this season. Well, for one thing, if not uh, – Injured reserve makes it so people stop crushing the kid. Um, that's a positive. I, I mean, I, and I mean that honestly. Like, I, you know, you get tired of just like people. You can't people bash are, him for not playing. Look, we don't know what you have if he doesn't play. So bashing him before he even gets to the field, it, it just becomes minutia. Well, it, it's it's like anything else. You, you get both sides of this. If he plays with a with a really damaged shoulder and plays poorly, then people just say he sucks. And they don't care that he was hurt because that's what's been happening with any number of players on this team right now, uh, other than Jarvis Landry, who has achieved sainthood. Uh, but like Larry Ogunjobi's not getting a break from anybody. Some of these other guys aren't getting breaks from anybody. Uh, and that's tough. So, I mean, like in some ways, like so, you know, people are like they want to get rid of Larry Ogunjobi, and that may well happen. Uh, but they're, they're not taking that into account. They just think he sucks. Uh, whereas, you know, if a guy's not playing, then he's getting crushed for not playing. So it's like, you know, there's no there's no winning situation, at least with injured preserve. It's no longer a top of conversation because you don't see him on the injury report and you don't see him on the inactive list. Uh, but I don't know what's going to happen uh, with him. I, I think if he's healthy enough, they will certainly bring him back just for a body. 
but uh, you just don't know. And, and, and obviously the, the, they've been very tight lipped about the medical situation with him. You know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not what anyone wants to have happen. And they've talked about how hard he's working and doing everything he can. It's just one of these things where you're just sort of stuck. And I think in some ways the Browns put him on energy reserve, obviously for the sake of the timeline, but just to sort of let him, you know, let him sort of let it heal. Yeah. You know, take the stress. Like if you're a player, he's like, he's got, he's what, 22 this year. Like it has to be awful uh, on him. Like just, you know, his mental health, emotional health, those type of things, because he wants to be out there and he wants to play. And all these people are literally crushing him and trying to make it sound like he's let everybody down. Like, there's never we never take that sort of human component into it so i feel for him i hope i hope he's able to come back and show whatever he 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 can i don't know if he's the answer to anything but he certainly seems like a nice enough kid uh that uh you'd like to see him get his best shot yeah and then the other thing is, is it's really hard to you know uh you know establish who he is what he is what his future is with this organization when uh, sadly enough the kid's just not getting an opportunity to get in the batter box um, but, you know, as far as the secondary, you know, could there be some more Sheldrick Redwine? Could there be less of Carl Joseph and Anderson Dejo where maybe they end up splitting reps? Um, do you find a way to get a little more productivity or hell, even consistency at this linebacker unit? And as we've talked about this with this defensive line, can they, with getting healthy and getting rest, can this get closer to what we were seeing in the beginning of the season? Um, and if Olivier Vernon can even come close uh, you know, to be, you know, the player on the field that he was as far as production against the Raiders. That's just a big, big asset for this Browns team going further with they absolutely desperately need the assistance in that position. We're going to get back. We're going to talk offense. Obviously, you know, uh, the tr- uh, basically the boys are coming back to the offensive side of the ball, which is good. I got one draft question for Pete after, you know, watching some of the action over uh, the weekend on Sunday, We're, I mean, Saturday, we'll get to all that on your Monday locked on Browns with your host, Jeff Lloyd and Mr. Pete Smith from sports illustrated. The new built bar is even more delicious, sir. As you know, they have now 18 amazing flavors, six brand new flavors, Calma brownie cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, apple, almond, crisp, some of your original favorites, German chocolate, peanut butter, and banana bread. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They work great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for the cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four gram net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Pete, uh, you know, the news came today from Ian Rappaport that the Browns are expecting Mr. Nick Chubb to be back in the fold uh, this week. Uh, you're getting Wyatt Teller back. Look, we all know we're not getting Odell Beckham Jr. back. 
Um, good, bad, who knows exactly what that will be for this Browns team for the second half. There certainly are enough mouths to feed on the talent side of the ball. Um, but Pete, I think if there's one thing we learned, and it's, it's a shame it wasn't talked about enough because I think, you know, look, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers game, I don't know if there's a difference. The Raider game, there's probably certainly a difference if you have Nick Chubb into that mix. Um, he's built for when you're going to play in the elements. He's just bigger, stronger, faster than Kareem Hunt, um, breaks more tackles. Uh, this team really needs him back. And he, if we learned anything over the first half, and even with Odell here, is he is the top skill position player on this team. And to have him, and it's great to work everything else in, the tight ends, the wide receivers, but you have that safety net of Nick Chubb. And if the Browns, it looks like hopefully they're going to get that back this week. It's just, it's key for them. It's vital for them. Uh, ever since he's gotten the opportunity to get starter reps for this team, um, it's kind of like death taxes and Nick Chubb. You know what you have. And I think it wasn't spoken about enough in the time that he missed about just how crucial he is to the success of this offense. Quarterback notwithstanding, Nick Chubb is kind of the engine that makes this offense go. Well, he's the best player on the team. Uh, or I should say at least on the offense. Uh, there we go. Second best on, on the team behind Miles Garrett. Um, he was one of the best backs in the league running behind Joel Batonio, JC Treader, and three guys named Fred. Um, so, you know, so I, when I, when I see the excuses made for Kareem Hunt, who has four, <coughs> four good linemen and, and, you know, has obviously not performed as well as when they had Chubb, you know, that's sort of what I, what I go back to, but he, he's, he just changes the dynamic because it's really hard to load up the box because he's so good at sort of beating uh, beating defenders before he gets to the hole, setting up runs and finding weaknesses that is really difficult to do. And it almost is a disservice because then, you know, if he, he breaks through, he's got the speed to get, you know, to take it all the way. So he's really problematic. That opens up your play action game that opens up some other things, but, He's just he's a phenomenal player uh, and he clearly makes this team better. They can, they, you know, I, I can't think of a game where he can't just run and gain yardage. It, it may not be the like six yards of carry that he's averaging, but he's going to get yards and he's going to wear the opponent down to a point where they can they can find more success later, which really e makes it easier to operate for Baker Mayfield, which is good. He's been playing better, so you know you combine those two things. Hopefully, it's going to mean good things. White Teller, uh, you know he'll be back. He's basically been playing like an All Pro. They love running behind him, whether it's just right behind right guard uh, or pulling him. Trap has been a huge play for them. Uh, it was so good behind him that they kept running behind him uh, when he wasn't in there behind Hubbard. For some reason, it was so ingrained. Um, Austin Hooper, obviously back. Uh, he practiced before they left. Yep. I think uh, that that's that's where I think Baker Mayfield missing this Monday practice is 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 not not great because I think you have to start doing more with Hooper. I think he has to take a, a bigger role uh, within the offense. He's been a very good blocker. He he catches balls that you throw at him, but they haven't really sort of had him take off at any point this season. I think. 
that becomes advantageous. I think Jarvis Landry certainly benefits from the rest, as does Mayfield, both with with rib injuries in, in various states. And obviously Landry's also got the hip issue. So two weeks off or whatever they're going to do with him, certainly beneficial. Uh, I don't know that he's, you know, he's going to be 100% this year, but at times when he wasn't healthy, uh, he looked really slow. Uh, so hopefully that helps because they, he doesn't have anything to give up on that end. At least uh, foot footwork and stuff can be cleaner and he can create more separation. Uh, like, yeah, obviously he had a, a couple of plays he'd love to have back after that Raiders game, and you can't help but think that at least some of that was uh, part, partly due to the discomfort. Um, so maybe that uh, improves and maybe he can make more clutch plays because they're obviously going to need him. They don't have Beckham. Uh, he's going to have to come up with some big plays down the stretch. So there's a lot of areas that can improve. And, and it's a credit to the Browns that they were able to win uh, games without those guys. They beat the Bengals without all of them um, other than, I mean, Landry played, but that was a, a game without, uh, without Teller, without Chubb, without Hooper. And, arguably the best of Baker's career. So you'd like to think that you get all those guys back. It's only going to be better. Uh, but in past seasons, that wouldn't happen. You, you just wouldn't win games like that without those guys. I mean, obviously last year with Miles Garrett out, you know, the whole thing was just done. Uh, but they don't, they haven't been able to sort of sustain uh, because they're, they're, they, they had the, 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 talented players they had when they'd get hurt they didn't have enough depth and they didn't have enough overall talent to sort of absorb the loss and at least this year you know even with the Raiders game they lose uh they won the 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 Bengals game uh, they were you know they had a chance to win against the Raiders even without all those things and that's an improvement so hopefully getting all those guys back you get to play a Texans team that can't win uh, you 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 get the Philadelphia Eagles who are playing better, and then you get the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, who beat the Texans and or lost lost to somebody. Anyway, they're all those are all teams with losing records, and some of them are finding less and less reason to try a win. That you can get a nice runway up to when you have to play the Tennessee Titans on the road and the Baltimore Ravens at home. One hundred percent, and you know it's it, it, this is look. Uh, this is going to be – a lot of this second half is going to be on Baker Mayfield. Um, it's going to be on Nick Chubb, um, and we'll see where Baker is at. Um, you know, the, there is the thought process of those out there that was he better in 2018 um, where he essentially didn't have the big mouths to feed. Uh, then 2019 struggled, uh, parts of 2020 as well, uh, last seven quarters. So, um, you know, post-Odell it have been solid. Um, and, again, it's never – and knock on Odell Beckham Jr. Um, maybe it's a mental thing. Who knows? Uh, you know, obviously these guys are still tight, um, have a lot of respect for each other. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Um, it's good to get back into the bye weeks. I mean, out of the bye week situation, back in the regular game. Um, just, you know, uh, it just, you know, with all that went on this week, I mean, this week honestly felt like it was probably about a month long. Um, look, and as far as everything that went on this week, election wise, guys, everything for me is the same. Be better people. Be nicer to each other. Respect each other. It doesn't matter necessarily who's living at Pennsylvania Avenue. Be nicer. Be respectful. Be better people. Pete, want to close with um, Trevor Lawrence 
Justin Fields. Are we sure there's really a gap here? I mean, because if you're going to talk about some of these teams, obviously, who are going to be at or near the top to draft a quarterback in the 2021 NFL draft, and with some of the name hot names being thrown around as far as being possible future head coaches here, I'm not sure there's a gap at all as far as who goes number one overall in the 2021 NFL draft right now. I think it will end up being a Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin the third type situation uh, where, you know, I think about 75, 80% of the teams in the league will, will, will have Lawrence rated higher and, and maybe 2025 20, would prefer uh, to have fields. And I think at the end of the day, it comes down to height. Um, Fields is not short, but he's not tall either. And obviously Trevor Lawrence is sort of the, the prototype in that respect, but no, I mean, Trevor, and why uh, was he there yesterday? Why was he there? If he couldn't play because he tested positive for COVID, what in the hell was he doing in the middle of Indiana? Yeah. I mean, there, there, that was, I would say ill-advised to say the least, as was Clemson's coaching staff almost never wearing their masks, as was the fiasco that happened when Notre Dame actually won the game. Uh, Justin Fields has improved a ridiculous amount in the past offseason. His accuracy and some of the throws he's able to make uh, are out of this world. He's obviously very athletic. And the thing with him is going to be, you know – I think he's going to end up being compared to Robert Griffin III. I think it's natural to do that. Uh, And some of these other quarterbacks like that, you know, are they going to come away with the fact that they essentially think he's, you know, not going to run into a situation where an injury derail his career? You know, is he more Deshaun Watson with a bigger arm? Is he, you know, Lamar Jackson with more accuracy? Yeah. Is he, is he a bigger uh, Wilson? You know, if he is, you know, it makes it really, you know, really easy to go, well, it's one and two. It's just a question of which one you want. Uh, Personally, my inclination right now, I'd lean towards Justin Fields. My, the reason I wouldn't take Justin Fields over him, I'm just talking about sheer talent. I would take Trevor Lawrence based on experience. Uh, Oh, I, again, I I, I talk about this endlessly because, and and teams don't listen. Uh, They still do it. Take the guy with the most experience. Trevor Lawrence is going to have three, uh, seasons as a starter, or I think, or something, some more yeah. than two. Uh, if it's three like seasons, seasons as a start, that is ideal. Um, that's exactly what you want. At least three. Uh, two is fine. I don't think it's a problem. But the concern, obviously, with Justin Fields, is he going to play anybody? I don't know that he will. And Trevor Lawrence is obviously yesterday. Well, true. the The State University of New of New Jersey. Uh, it's the barometer, and, man. And, that is the measuring stick. Well, to their, you know, they they, um, they pulled out some nice trick plays there. I, you know, it's great to have Rutgers sort of back. It's amazing how that program goes back to that head coach, and uh, suddenly they're relevant again. Like it's, it's it was a, literally a he's, he's the only guy for the job. He literally is yeah. the only guy for the job, and he's going to get players. He will get players there. They will be, you know, they will be a seven, eight win team in the Big Ten. He will, I don't know how he does it. Maybe there's a bag man, but he can get top New Jersey talent to stay here. He showed it in the and past and he'll be able to do it again. 
And he's a better coach when he's there. Like he's been awful anywhere else he's been. He's good there. Like you, you it, know, it's like it, these. It's like the weird couple that like gets divorced and then ten years later like gets remarried, realizing like that maybe their faults weren't as big as they thought they were. He needs them. They need him. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, it's a pretty weird season when you have uh, Rutgers and Maryland suddenly playing good football. Uh, those are the teams that aren't supposed to be good. Although the the Big Ten has to be thrilled that they're actually somewhat relevant. At the same time, they have to be um, more than a little disappointed at Wisconsin and uh, Michigan right now. Penn State as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, usually, you're bringing that bell anyway every time. So, well, I, James Franklin, great recruiter. He's just not a very good coach. Uh, you know, they they get a lot of players. They they freaking crush it um, at at the combine and with athletic testing. And and you're sitting there. Why aren't they good or better than they they might have otherwise been this year? They're just bad. But Wisconsin can't get on the field because they've got COVID issues. And then Michigan, uh, I still I don't understand what the what the argument is for Jim Harbaugh. They get worse. That's over in the second half. That has to be over. It's just. And, and now he's not even, you know, now it's not even like they're not even, they don't even have really the talent so much anymore. It's just over Michigan. Forget it. it. Just it's over. It was a nice little run to begin with, but that is over. Well, you got to bring back, uh, you got to bring back. What's his face. Who was there first to recruit all of his players. Then maybe Jim Harbaugh can get something out of him. But that's, that's the problem is, is he's not a great recruiter and he's a really poor talent uh, developer at certain positions, uh, including wide receiver. Uh, so, I mean, there's just a lot of problems with that program. It, they've got two really nice defensive ends that we have to keep an eye on, uh, Quiddy Pay and Aiden Hutchinson. But uh, other than that, they are awful. And unfor- they, are, they are in part a big victim of COVID and opting out because the one corner they lost would be playing in, in, in place of the kid who's getting picked on every week. Uh, which has been really unfortunate for him and them. They, they've got one poor corner who just gets torched every game, and they would have a much better player out there. But it is what it is, and, and Jim Harbaugh sucks. <laughs> and with that, I guess we'll put that one to bed. He is Pete Smith, um, a part of Brown's Digest over at SI.com. Pete and the team do a fantastic job. Make sure you're checking everything out on SI.com. Make sure you're following at Brown's Digest, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, for me personally, the show itself at Locked On Browns, always a follow back account. DMs are always open. Uh, questions, ideas, input, be sure to flood the DMs. If you are a little Twitter or social media shy, I understand. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open over there as well. Um, kind of missed you all this week. Um, this week certainly didn't have the same vibe um, with whether it was the you know endless coverage of the election or no real Browns uh, action this week. Um, obviously we'll be following the Baker Mayfield story closely. Um, certainly something that didn't want to hear after Baker was able to string together seven great quarters um, uh, in the you know post Odell Beckham Jr. You know, phase of what this Browns team will be for 2020 reinforcements on the way. Hopefully the defense stepping up. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.